fuck. Do you know what? I just remembered that I listened to you three do the podcast last week and it was a train wreck. So now I'm like, why did I agree to do this? Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, episode 10, the official podcast of Well Played. I'm Zach, I'm here with Dylan. Hello, hello. Edward. Hey, y'all. And Jordan. How are we all doing tonight? Doing great. It's, uh, it's a lovely 13 degrees over here in Sydney, so I'm good. Yeah, the coffee's starting to get to me. I'm feeling a bit nervous at the moment. <laughs> a bit, bit jittery for some reason, but yeah, not bad. <laughs> Is that going to be like six a day? Uh, three, uh, three so far. So far. So only yep. three more to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, I might be a bit reserved tonight. Just have one more. I, think. I don't believe it. Do you have Just a coffee time, we'll before you go to the gym? Just get really jacked Um No. steroids for that. No, nah, pre-workouts. Pre-workouts pre, pre workouts where you go for that. I feel like most of the time yeah. I have coffee with milk though. So like, I don't want to do that before the gym. Really you should feeling. absolutely do it before the gym one day. <laughs> no, God, no. I'll forget. I'll, you know, I'll be doing something and just trying not to yak. So yeah, yeah do, no, do, do, it when avoid you, it. do it when you do cardio. No, I remember um, when we played football. Uh, my old housemate and I, we had it was about forty, uh, like 40, 42 degrees, <clears throat> preseason training, and we had a coffee before footy training. Yeah, and we got there, and the coach made us do like, um, from memory, it was like. Three, four hundred meter sprints, three, three hundred meter sprints, two, two hundred meter sprints, and like hundred meter sprint. And so we had to go one, two, three, four, and then back. And by the time we got <clears throat> like back on the the way back, like back to the second lot of two hundred meters, I was my my head I thought was going to explode. It was the worst decision I have ever ever made for like before sport. You had to had to plug your illustrious football career in the podcast <laughs> at some point, didn't you? Yeah, well. <laughs> Do you want to hear something even worse? Go on. So one time I ate five of those Coles cinnamon donuts and then my wife invited <laughs> me to go to the gym. And I did. And then I threw up. Mm. Yeah, I ate a whole pizza. I ate a whole pizza <clears throat> once, then went to the gym. And um, yeah. it was pretty. Idea. Yeah. Do you have a protein shake before the gym? I do, uh, no, after, surely. Come on. After? Oh, sorry, man. Yeah. Clearly, I don't go to the yeah. gym. What kind of person has it before the gym? <laughs> I don't know. You, you might need a pre... Pre-workout. Pre-workout, pre, pre sorry. Like, what's pre-workout? Like, that's just... What, like, what is that? It's basically is that cocaine, a, isn't it? <clears throat> so, it's video games, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get on there. Let's not talk about gym cocaine. Yeah, you, you pre-workout pre for video games. Like Beat Saber. <laughs> yeah, do you have a workout, like a pre-workout for video games? It's Mountain Dew. True. Mine's sitting on the PlayStation dashboard for like an hour deciding <laughs> what to play and then turning it off. <laughs> That's my pre-workout. I think Zax is just staring at Elex going, fuck, I have to platinum that soon. Yep. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I did. Like, I went back through and looked at the um, trophy list the other day. And I thought, I've at least got one trophy, surely. I haven't got any trophies. Because I remember playing it for, for half an hour. Did you, get past, did you get past the intro? I don't know, I got past whatever. It's going to be 
No, I'm going to beat it. I'm going to beat the, my list. Anyway, <clears throat> what have we all been playing? Jordan? I've been playing Civilization Six, trying to uh, get a, a leg up on my list. Um, Dylan, you were full of shit. There is no actual single player in that game, so I resorted to having a turn limit of 2,000 turns, right. which is going to take a very fucking long time. Hey, mate, no need to attack me. I was only listening to how long to beat.com. You can blame them. I'm Take it up with you. their administration. I'm, I'm going to blame you. You're the middleman. Oh, that's okay. I'll allow it for this time. <laughs> Is that all that you've been playing? I've obviously been playing Warframe. I think I put in like another 50 hours since the podcast. No brainer. Jesus. Um, and then also been flexing this uh, Sennheiser headset that I'm reviewing. Oh, yes. How is it? Uh, so sound quality wise, it's really good. It's a bit on the tight side. Uh just because of the way the the actual cups are, the spring-loaded mechanism for how they fit is a bit tighter than the, a lot of the headsets that I use. And the mic is kind of crap. But, you know, it's what you get with most headset mics. They're all kind of crap. So, yeah. But overall, it's pretty good. I don't know how much it costs. Uh, I'm pretty sure that'll factor into my final thoughts on it. Because if it's too expensive... What's the I'm model? Like, yeah. Uh, it is the... GSP six seventy wireless. Let's have a look. Uh, looking at the box, it works on the PC and PS four, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's a PC and Xbox model. Five hundred bucks. Fuck Jesus Christ! Okay, yeah, uh, that costs that's, the same as my like. That's RRP. It's a bit RRP. steep. Yeah, that is really steep. Even if it sounds good, the the I could show you the how the mic sounds if you want right now. <laughs> no. All right. Don't say the offer. I won't. Uh, Dylan. Yep. What's up? What have you been playing? Uh, so, played a couple things. Um, I mentioned last week I was playing a game called Valhalla, a cyberpunk bartender action, uh, the visual novel, which I wasn't crash hot on at the time. I thought it was okay. Um, managed to play through the second half of that and actually came away quite happy with it. In the end, like it kind of kind of grew on me a bit. So, is it better or worse than her total boyfriend? Well, I haven't played that, and I don't want to be like a pigeon man, so... That's not it, yet, man. Come on. It's like uh, maybe. the best game ever next to Troll and I. Maybe I'll give it like a go now that I've, I've played through that, but and considering I hadn't played... Yeah, well, no, not again. But yeah, considering I hadn't played through any visual novels before, um, I left that one quite happy in the end, and um, it's got a like a new game plus, which is kind of self-aware that it's a new game plus as well, so that's quite cool. Um, also whipped out the, the mighty PSVR for a little bit because I hadn't really touched it for a while, kind of in order to get a bit of use out of it and played, um, Batman Arkham VR for the first time. So I'd never gotten to that and I had a couple of hours spare before bed and I was like, oh, well, I'll give this a go. Played through the whole thing. Yeah, I know. You messaged um, me about it so randomly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, have you played this? Uh, it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously really short. But, you know, it's a cool... It's the sort of VR game that you'd show people that aren't gamers just to show them, like, what it, what the, you know, VR is capable of doing. Um, and also, which I'll probably speak about maybe a little bit later if, if big old Zachary lets me, um, I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses for the last week. And I think it comes out on the 26th, if, I'm rem- if I remember correctly. And um, if, yeah, if I'm allowed to talk about that one, I'll... I'll gush about it a bit later, but I'm really loving that game at the moment. It's probably one of my best games of the year so far. That's it for me so far. I've been playing that, played about 30 hours. 
that's all I've been playing really this week. Edward, what yeah, have you been I, spending your time doing? I've been smashing out Dragon Quest Builders 2 for my review. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's probably, if not my favourite, one of my favourite games of the year so far. It's just, well, yeah, it's you, great. You uh, said it was, uh, was, would you write, one of your uh, games of all time. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's kind of like, like I loved Dragon Quest Builders 1. And this just improves on it in every possible way and adds so much stuff in. And like, I've put something like, I don't know, 60, 65, 70 hours into it. And I just finished the main story last night and it unlocked a whole bunch of other stuff that was, you know, a complete surprise because I thought I'd seen everything the game had to offer. And then it's like, bam, new stuff. So it's pretty wild. I got a question about that game, by the way. Yeah. Um, is it as long as the first game was, or longer, or? Oh, it's longer. It's way longer. Yeah, and that game was hu- the first game was huge enough already. Yeah. It's already about sixty hours. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, it's, it's great, and it encourages you to like this sort of like a a hub kind of space, and it encourages you to to sort of build there and stuff. Like I know there was the oh, I can't remember what it's called, Terra Incognita, I think. Yeah, that's the, it. Um, yeah. The first game, but the way that that kind of stuff is supported in this one is way way better. And do you still do like the four separate like story sort of things like the in the first game with like the hospital like world and then you know the other yep. ones and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So you travel to different islands and each one has a kind of like a story associated with it. Right. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. It's awesome. And then before that, I was playing Sekiro. Hell that's yeah! Great. The actual game of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's like a close second. In fact, it's kind of in a tie Sorry. between Dragon Quest Builders two. Sekiro and Hollow Knight because I've played that was the last three games that I've played. Yeah, but Hollow Knight was like 2017. Yeah, but I only played it this year. Doesn't count. That's a lie. Fuck you, then. <laughs> well, <laughs> so for people like me who have no idea, what is what actually is Dragon Quest Builders? Dragon, yeah. Okay, so it's a it's a spin-off of the Dragon Quest series by Square Enix. Uh, which are like a series of RPGs, JRPGs, that have been around for ages and ages, like since the 80s, I think. Kieran yeah. hates them. And, uh, the what, sorry? Kieran hates Dragon Quest. Yeah, probs. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dragon Quest Builders is a kind of like a spin-off that's similar to Minecraft in that you go around the world, break down objects, use them to build other stuff, build shelter in that kind of blocky way. Uh, but they use a JRPG story kind of setting to justify why you're building stuff. So like in Minecraft, you go and you dig out some dirt and you build a little house. Whereas in uh, Dragon Quest, it'll be like, hey, our house was destroyed. Can you please build us one? So then you, it's like, it gives you a reason to build and expand and, and try stuff. And you can make uh, different part, like different pieces of furniture and stuff, which you can use to put in rooms and it changes it into different things. So like if you put, uh, like a bonfire and a chest in a room, it turns it into a kitchen. Or if you put a bed in a pot, it becomes a bedroom and stuff like that. So, yeah. Cool. I can't say I've ever seen it play, but it uh, sounds not for me. Oh, you know me. I just love that shit. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> anything like that. you got to be careful there, Zach. Otherwise, it'll fight you. It'll what? He'll fight you. I'll Edward. fight anyone. <laughs> he would fight. He would fight me. Next time that we go to watch a uh, a movie, we'll fight before what the a, movie. What a, what a night! What a night that yeah. was! 
I wasn't great. A good, a good thing about um, Dragon Quest Builders, though, as well, is that it's a bit of a like it's a good start starting point for any sort of like you know first experience with Dragon Quest. Mm. So I know a lot of people start on have started on Builders and then gone to you know like eleven, and I mean you can even play the Heroes games, well, only the first one according to Jordan, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a great place to start and, you know, the building mechanics are really enjoyable. Yeah, I hadn't actually played any Dragon Quest games. Um, Neither had I before my review for the the first first one one when it was like a demo on the PS4 and then I was just like, holy shit, this game's amazing. So, and yeah, I want to go back and and play the actual RPGs. How's the, um, have you played any of the multiplayer? Because I remember before the review, I don't think you'd done much. Yeah, I, I tried it out last night. Um, it's pretty limited. Uh, like, it's it's good if you have friends who also play it, uh, but not if you don't, really. <laughs> Fair. So, <laughs> yeah, like, it's it, it handles the multiplayer differently to the first one as well. Like, it's not... Well, because there wasn't really any multiplayer in the first one. It's more like you visit people's buildings they kind of nominated areas with within their world that you could view uh whereas in this one you can invite people into your world and you can transfer to other worlds but it's really based around like friends and friends of friends so there's no uh like random matchmaking that i can see anyway cool yeah maybe you and uh lucky robo shout out to lucky robo can meet up in the uh DQB2 world. Yeah, for sure. We'll build a well-played, a little well-played map. <laughs> Please do. Uh, me, I'm a bit like Jordan. I got a bit of a start on my pledges this week. I've uh, been playing, or I started Metro Exodus. Now, did you yeah, manage boy. to make it past the main menu? I did, actually. Just. Just. Because <laughs> uh, the game actually froze twice. Yikes. Uh, early Quality. on. Yeah. I mean, it's I set like, in Russia, right? <laughs> <laughs> The first, the first crash, I was like, mm, all right, whatever. I did tell you it was janky. And the second crash, it was like one of those freezes where like the sound like jams as well. So I was like, eh, and I was like, oh, get fucked. Anyway, I went again and I haven't had a, a, th- a third crash yet. So, so far so good. I'm not, uh, yeah, I didn't know how, because it's obviously changed a, a bit from the previous two games, which I quite enjoyed. Not sure how I feel about the uh, leaving the metro yet. Uh, I've just uh, has anyone else apart from Jordan played it? No, I started playing the first one a couple mm. months ago, but then I got bored. Yeah, I haven't touched it yet either, mate. It's alright, Zach. We can just talk about there. it. We can talk about it. Just you and I. Uh, I've got a million yeah, so other games. Essential section of the podcast. I've just, um, you know, when you the train stops at that first part. Yep. And you go to the church. Yep. So I'm just back from the the church. I've just gone to the dude's house that you go to. Oh, okay. Yep, like yep, on yep. the crane or whatever yep, it is yep. in there. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too far in. Please tag your spoilers, thanks. Sorry about that. Spoiler alert. Now Ed knows there's a crane in Metro Exodus. <laughs> Big spoiler that that is. Uh, yeah, so, but... um. No, I'm keen to keep playing. Uh, but apart from that, I can now talk about a game I've been playing the last few weeks called Etherborn. Because uh, the review embargo ends in a couple of hours. Nice. 
Um, I'm not sure if anyone else here has seen it. Um, I, no, I, saw, I saw that you got the platinum, though. I did get the platinum. Yeah. How good's that? Lovely. It's a very dirty, cheap platinum, too. Oh, so that's actually favorite. So that'll, that'll tie into why it's kind of disappointing. So a little bit of backstory. This game uh, was funded on a... Um, uh, what I call it? Crowdfunding, Crowdfunding platforms yes. called... Fig, I think I might have said that to us. Uh, yeah, so uh, Kieran and I backed it on Fig. I've already played the preview version uh, last year, I think, and it had, from memory, the first three levels, which may have included the tutorial. So basically, in the final version, and I think I pledged, I think it was like thirty bucks or thirty-five bucks or something for it, which is fine. But the full version or the final version that I played, it's five levels plus the like tutorial. So there's only like two more levels that I've since I've uh, played the preview. Or was it three? It's it's either three or two or three extra levels since the preview, which is kind of di- disappointing because what's actually there is like the puzzle design is awesome. So what it is, it's a little uh, gravity shifting puzzler. So, you know, you go up ramps and you have to change your gravity to, I guess, progress. And there's uh, orbs and you have to put these little orbs on um, these like trigger points on the, in the world or in the, in the level. And that'll open up other areas of the level, whether that's like a bridge will come down uh, or come up from the bottom or from the sky or another block of, the level will, you know, come in and yeah, and sometimes you got to use, or quite often you got to um, use the orbs multiple times. So you'll have to like trigger one point and then take it off and then keep yeah, like and trigger another point. And some of the a couple of the levels towards the end, like the ones that I hadn't played, are quite difficult. Um, but yeah, it, it is disappointingly short. Uh, so and the platinum so because there's only five levels i think it's it's either 10 or 12 trophies i think you, there's like a trophy for like just watching the credits uh, from memory uh, but basically there's a uh, like like a light new game plus so you can do all the uh, puzzles again but the orbs are just in different spots uh, which is i guess it adds a little bit of replayability there but it's still the same and this is what i say in the review it's still the same five levels that you've, that you've already played so it's not really new it's just that the, the things are in different parts so, so that's a little bit just uh, you know you go i was gonna say did the devs like have they said why they did the first three levels in a preview build and then released them in the main game like, i do know that of- um so having spoken to them i do know that the uh Apparently it's very... Because they're only like a little small indie dev from Barcelona. And it, uh, apparently those levels take months and months to design. Yeah. So I guess they just... Within the budget that they had, that's all that they could sort of do. Yeah. I, I think it was three levels and it was uh, the tutorial and two other levels in the preview build, I think. Um, I've still got it on my computer. I, I probably should have had a look, but... Yeah, the the one there are like, but yeah. So what's there? Like like the puzzles are actually very well done, and the art style is beautiful. It's like um, glowing, like fluorescent colors yeah, and it like, looks like, like um, pastel colors. Yeah, Shape of the World that I reviewed last year. Yeah, yes, sort of. Yeah, um, good game. And yeah, so it's it's like beautiful. 
the soundtrack's pretty good as well, which is good. Uh, the the narrative's a little bit. I don't want to say I don't say it's shit, but it's like I say in the review, it doesn't feel very relevant. So basically, the story behind it is you're this little translucent dude who's walking through these levels, uh, following a. So you're a voiceless body following a bodiless voice, and yeah, you're trying to find basically the origins of your existence. And it's it doesn't it sort of just gets a bit confusing, and I don't know, becomes a little bit hard to follow towards the end. It's almost like it's just uh, it's got like dialogue for the sake of having dialogue in certain points. Uh, but what I did play, I think I said this on the previous podcast, is I played it in Spanish. Which oh, no. was quite cool. It added a, a nice little element to it because uh, the Eng- English voiceovers were not quite as good. But yeah, uh, I gave it a seven. Like I do, like I do think it's a good game. I just think it's very short. How do you Too say short. seven in Spanish? Sava. Uh, <laughs> it's siete. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't speak Spanish. It's Disgraceful. Like you should so now you because you be played the whole game in Spanish. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, okay. Well, you, I, it, mate, it's only got six levels, so I never actually got to hear seven. Well, you. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got you there. Um, the other thing I was going to mention about it, I've now forgotten because you brought up bloody Spanish. No Harblow English. No, nah, no Enrique Iglesias either. So, do you reckon it's worth playing? Like, if you didn't play the um, the preview, like, does it? Ah, uh, yeah. It... So. I wrote at the thing at the end of it, like my little closing uh, sentence here is that uh, if you like a good challenge and Aetherborn is worth a look, however, be prepared to be left wanting more when the credits roll. So, right. like I do think, like if you like, and like uh, like puzzle games like this are probably hard to balance as well. Like you don't want it to be too long because then it sort of just gets, I guess, repetitive and sort of boring. And the other good thing, like, and this is with the puzzle design, is some some puzzle games can just be hard for the sake of being hard. Like they're not, they they're not, even though they're hard, they're not enjoyable. Yeah. Whereas here, they, like, you kind of feel like, uh, you know, they're difficult, but you sort of it makes you want to beat it. Um, whereas you know you don't go, fuck, this is too hard, and just going to turn it off and go play. Fucking troll on Elex. Elex. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can, so yeah, and this is, and just just quickly on the length, I played a very similar game. So last year after I did the preview build and I did a, a preview with the developers, uh, another developer reached out to me with a very, very, very similar game called Europa, uh, which I gave actually gave it 8.5 out of 10. Uh, that's that, that was in development for 10 years. And it's got like over ten hours of content. And you can, it's got like a level creation tool as well. So, and that's thirty five bucks to buy that game on Steam. Etherborn, from what I can gather, is probably going to be about twenty five dollars, twenty five thirty thirty bucks. So when you sort of weigh those two up, you know, one's got ten hours of content versus like three. Like I think you could probably beat Etherborn in three to four hours. So wait, how long are the levels then? Are they basically like half an hour or? Well, I guess it depends on how hard, uh, like, well, you know, how much of a challenge it is for you. Yeah. Well, there was, there was one level that I might played be at like, like 20 hours a level. Yeah, well, there's one <laughs> level that I played when I was really tired. It was about 2 a.m. 
and I was getting super frustrated. And this is this is similar to when I played Wolfenstein: The New Order on like brutal hard, and I could not beat the final boss on super hard. And I played, I died about a hundred times one night. I was like, "Fuck this! This game sucks. I'm going to bed." You know, like the, you know, like the next day I first go beat him, and on on this I just could not figure out where to like. I couldn't figure out like where to go. I was like, "No." Nah. But then I didn't. I didn't realize that if it just saves like your progress, like straight away so there's no like you don't have to beat a level to for it to save so i like left the playstation on like all night which i never do um and then i came back the next day and i you know i beat it within like five ten minutes so i mean if you yeah like if you're pretty well if you're fresh in the mind you know you can probably smash out the levels pretty well yeah relatively quickly (coughs) excuse me quickly if you're smart Dylan would would fail. Yeah, get uh, yeah, Dylan's got all those textbooks. He'd be super smart. <laughs> yes, textbooks. He did my get favorite. DDs. Yeah, mate. A hard D and a and a soft D. <laughs> and jo- and Jordan would uh, go all right because he speaks Spanish. So, <laughs> so it's just me. It's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do. I do recommend it. It's not. It's not a hard recommend. It'd be a soft recommend for people who like puzzle games. Lovely. Cool. Uh, Dylan, you want to have a quick chat about uh, Fire Emblem? Yes. Um, so, got a hand, got my hands on Fire Emblem early, as I said before. Quite early, considering, um, yeah, I think I got it, what, last Monday or something. So the 8th, and it's out on the 26th. So, shout-outs to Nintendo for give us, giving us something that early. Huge shout-outs. Yeah. Um, I'm loving it, honestly. Um, at the moment, I was, I was talking to Jordan before, bordering on game of the year territory f- for me at the moment heresy and uh i can't put it down i'm 35 hours in and um it's just yeah i like, i was playing it before this i had a day off today so i just played that all day and when i finish this i'm going to jump back into it um but yeah i mean the um the whole premise behind it is you're a um you're basically just a guy at the start, and you uh, you work at a at a monastery, teaching students uh, how to become warriors and stuff like that. Uh, so it's a bit persona esque in the sense that you know you go around this mon- monastery building relationships with your students and stuff like that. Um, so you you pick from one of three houses that you know three factions that are at this at this academy, and you build the relationships you know almost strictly with your students but you can interact with other students from uh, other classes that you know you may want to pick them you know steal them from their class and put them in yours and stuff like that so that's quite enjoyable and you know you can build up your you know romantic relationships as you'd expect in a fire emblem game except there's no like weird petting simulator sort of thing that the older games had uh you do you do tea parties instead so it's a bit more tame um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of actual gameplay, it's just this, you know, same old kind of setup, you know, tile-based, uh, s- tactical strategy RPG sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go too much f- further into it, but I'm, yeah, as I said, 35 hours in and there's supposedly a, a time skip that signifies the second part of the game. So I've probably still got another 40 hours to go, but I'm not going to talk much more about it. I'll save the rest for the review. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So oh, it's on 3DS. I think you might have said that. 3DS? Yeah. No, God no, sir. <laughs> it's, uh, Isn't it? It's on the 2DS. Nah, mate. It's really? Ninte- it's Nintendo Switch, mate. Come on. 
I thought you were saying... Oh, okay. That's, the older that's titles. No, the, the, the older, older titles are on the 3DS. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Right. It's the first um, home, home console Fire Emblem since the one on the Wii. I think it was either Path of Radiance or can't remember, Radiant Dawn or something like that. I can't remember. But um, yeah, loving it. Nice. Gotti at the moment. Cool. Alright, well that, yeah, the embargo won't... 26th. Be yeah, won't yeah. be up by, the, by next day. Review yeah. will be up there, yeah, the, the week after next. Cool. Sweet. Have you, anyone else played Fire Emblem game? Uh, I played a bit of, not the last one that came out in the 3DS, the one before that. I played a bit of that and I got into it and I just never got back to it. Was um, that Awakening or... I don't know, it had Fire Emblem in the name. Fair, okay. Well, I mean, there are a few on the 3DS. Yeah, I know. It, I think it was... Was it Awakening or whatever that had the two versions, kind of like Pokemon? No, that was that was Fire Emblem Fates. Okay, so then it might have been Awakening. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a, been a few, but um, I would I will say as well that um, this game, you know, despite being a bit... It is very daunting in, you know, you know, the Japanese sense where there's a lot of, like, micromanagement, a lot of numbers popping and stuff like that. But it's a good it's a good starting point for people to get into Fire Emblem. So if you haven't, uh, you know, delved into Fire Emblem before, I do recommend giving it a go when it comes out. Nice. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our uh, main topic, which yeah, is boy. dead IPs that need to come back. Bring them back. Not the black eyed peas. <laughs> Bring the black eyed no, peas God back. No. They're awesome. No, they were no good, mate. I could go for some mushy peas right now. Delete yourself. <laughs> uh, so the criteria for for this is that this uh, the IP in question that we're going to be bringing up uh, cannot have had a new entry this gener- this console generation, like PS4, Xbox uh, time frame. So if it's like a Remastered, that's fine because it's that's just a buddy cash grab. But yeah, if it, if it's had a new entry in the uh, series, then that uh, disqualifies it. So who wants to go first? We'll go three each. Yeah, I won't. I can. Jordan's Ed's, going first. Ed can go first. <laughs> oh darn. Yeah, I can go first. I don't mind. <clears throat> All right. So shoot. Give us one. My first game that I picked. Uh, sorry, franchise is the Gex franchise. Yes, Ooh. I loved Gex. Gex was awesome, and if you don't know Gex, I highly recommend you go and check it out. It's a 3D platformer. I think Mario, but more grown up. And it was there was a lot of references to like film and television and pop culture in the games, and they kind of had that risque sort of tongue in cheek humor. So it was, it was my bag. Even when I was, I was a little kid when it came out. I think it, the last one that came out was in, uh, what is it, 1999. So I would have been 11. And um, yeah, I just loved it. I thought it was great. Can't get enough of it. And I can't believe they haven't rebooted it, given like how many, how important TV is these days. You know, like mm. Game of Thrones and all the other sci-fi stuff. Like there'd be so much cool stuff that you could do with it. I know that I played uh, Enter the Gecko on PS1. Yeah, nice. Great, yeah, great good. game. Yeah, the last one that came yeah. out was in 1999, and that was Gex 3. It's better than Spyro. Way better than Spyro. Sorry, Karen. 
Shut wow. Okay. <laughs> I am going to leave and I'm never editing the podcast again. I, uh, I've actually never played a Spyro game, so. Wow. <coughs> Can't. Oh, no. Has played Gex, though. Has played Gex. Gex but 1, it, 2, and 3. If you played Gex, you don't have to play Spyro. <laughs> I agree. Look, if Gex was so good, it would have gotten remastered on PS4, not Spyro. Well, maybe it's not owned by, like, money-grabbing douchebags. Exactly. Yeah, actually, who does own it, I wonder? Crystal Dynamics. Mm, there's a whole lot of publishers with their finger in this pie. Midway Games. <laughs> well. Uh, big Ubi. Ubi had their little French dip in it at one stage. Um, <laughs> Jordan, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, the first one I'm going to go for is a 1998 game called Cooler World. Oh, you... Ooh. That was on my list. Was it? <laughs> well, really? it was on my extended list. Oh, okay, yeah. This is a game that, honestly, I hadn't thought about until today when I was like, oh, shit, I have to come up with uh, three games for this podcast. How do you think of Cooler World? Because <laughs> it's such a good game. Because you're a cooler guy. Okay, don't, just no. Um, Explain it. Explain the game. So the Cooler World is like basically a puzzle platform where you play as like a beach ball, more or less. Um, and it it really uses the 3D geometry and space really well. So like you change your gravity, uh, you know, you change your angle that you're on and everything. And it was really cool. And, you know, there are traps everywhere. And I think if they made a new one today, it'd be really interesting because the artist could have a field day with the skyboxes because... The game is pretty much entirely skyboxes and then, you know, some map. So it'd be really cool to see how it worked today, but I highly doubt it would be coming back. When's the last time that you played weird. it? Last time that I played it, it would have been a couple of years ago. Do you know what's super, what's super weird? weird? My, my wife and I were talking last night about no getting way. demo discs from like PlayStation Magazine and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that game, Cool World, on... Uh, on the demo disc, but I kept calling it Klonoa, and I was like, "What's Klonoa?" I love Klonoa. And then I googled it, and Klonoa was the the cat guy with the big yeah. long ears and the hat. Yeah, and, and that it, had a demo on there as it, well. It, it had the really nice music as well. <clears throat> yeah, it was Boys. great. How good? Can you, uh, Dylan? Can you Google how long to beat Cooler World for us? Yeah, mate, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be very long. How good to beat? Check how good to beat as well. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so I'll, I'll go, scope it up. I'll go third while you uh, talk about, while you search up how good long debate or whatever it is. Uh, right. My first one Road Rash. Yeah, boy. Which is, there's been a, a, a couple spiritual successes. Your uh, favourite being Road Rage. My, 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 my favourite with that, you know, juicy 3 out of 10 I gave it. That <laughs> was awful. Uh, there's also Road Redemption, which is very cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> hang on. All right. In the meantime, while he's dying, uh, Cooler World, three hours to beat the main story, <laughs> five hours for main plus extras. You're welcome, everyone. How long to play? No worries. Road Rash's last release was actually in 2003, a bit later than what I thought. But yeah, so for those who don't know, Road Rash is... The motorcycle racing game where you get to beat people up with chains and kick them off the uh, the bikes. Loosely based off of Zach's life. 
<laughs> yes. pretty much. Yeah, I'd love to see like a new modern version of it. Maybe sort of even like um, the Need for Speed reboots. Okay, Do you know what would yeah. be cool? A, a Battle Royale Road Rash. So you got a hundred riders and you got to kick each other off. That would be awesome. <laughs> Dylan, yours. All right. You're up. So um, it's f- this one's quite funny now. And um, Edward kind of rubbed the sheen off of it. Mine was Kalanoa. Oh, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I thought it was funny because I was sitting here trying not to like burst as you were talking about Klonoa. Oh, but um, yeah, throwbacks to the first piece I ever did on Well Played, uh, five platforming series that deserve a comeback. Klonoa was on there. Um, the first game, I think Klonoa, Daughter Phantom Isle, released 97. So the year I was born, How ironically. How good um, was Klonoa? So good. And they, they remade the first game on the Wii, which I played and completed last year because I missed Klonoa. And uh, they had a couple games before that. I think the last original release was 2002. I think they, the second game or something came out at that point. But um, it is a series I do want to come back. For those who aren't aware, it's like a... I mean, the first game was pixel art sort of thing. The second game was a bit of 3D because it was on PS2. But um, basically 2.5D platformers. Um, they were really enjoyable. And uh, yeah, I mean, Klonoa 3... Make it a reality, Namco, even though you've dead and buried it. They were actually meant to make a movie for, Klon- for Klonoa, sorry. But they cancelled it this year, so rough. Well, so he's probably, he's probably dead. They tried to do a movie. Oh, man, Klonoa's so good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was the one one of my first ones. Um, bring back Klonoa, please, because I miss him so much. I just Googled it, and I have never seen this before in my life. Yeah, he was the Namco mascot at one point because he's, yeah. he's got a Pac-Man little image on his hat. He's like the little... Um, they wanted him to be at Namco's main mascot, but the game obviously didn't do as well as they were intending it to. But it's really like... It's a definitely like a hidden gem that a lot of people overlook for some reason. Cool. Yep. Eddie Boy, number two. Number two for me is... And... I don't know. This one is heartbreaking because it is, it's had a lot of remakes and remasters because it is just a cash cow, uh, but it's Okami. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would literally kill someone for an Okami proper sequel. Like there was Okami Den, which was the one on the DS, yeah, uh, which came out in 2010, but like a fully fledged proper sequel would just kill me. I reckon. I think Okami has to have one of my favorite art styles ever. Yeah. And they've got that. They've got the uh, World of Demons mobile game coming out that has a similar art style, but it's a completely different kind of game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If you haven't played Okami, go play it. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. It's just amazing. Just to make a, a weekly reference to my game shelf, Okami's on my uh, shelf, and you wouldn't believe it, but it's sealed. <laughs> you <laughs> nice. probably sell that for like tons of money. Yeah, I mean, it's the PS4 version, to be fair. Something that was really cute, I think it was when it got first re- got remastered on the PS3, and uh, KV, big old shout-outs to KV. Yeah, he, boy. Uh, he bought me a PlayStation uh, card with $30 on it, and then hand-drew a cover and put it in the uh, in a game case with the hand-drawn cover and gave it to me for my birthday. Oh, that so is so nice. sweet. It was really sweet. <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, Jordan. Uh, okay, it's, it's going to be an obvious one. Dead Space. Nice. You're right. Yeah, but not Dead Space 3, because that one's garbage. But, like, you know, the first two Dead Spaces are really good. Um, and then, you know, EA did what EA does best, and they made it shit. Uh, and then they closed down Visceral. Rip Visceral. So, it was a bit sad. R.I.P. Um, but I, I love going back to Dead Space 1 or 2. Dead Space 1 has, like, some of the best claustrophobic vibes around. So, yeah, it'd be awesome to see... Uh, a revival of that series. Which one did you like better? One or two? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. I'd probably say one, because one focuses on the horror a bit more than the action. But two has some really cool designs. Yeah, I think I, I only got about halfway through number two. I finished number one, but I think I only got about halfway through number two. Yeah. Does a Soul on Earth actually like Dead Space 3, though? Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, actually. Oh, then again, yeah. they don't have souls, so... Uh... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's harsh. I can't um, speak badly of them. I might have to work for them one day. Who knows? Dylan. Yes. Your number is, two. Isn't it your number two, mate? Uh, it is my number two. Sorry about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, go for it. Number twos, mate. Prioritise them. <clears throat> Sorry about They're that. are important. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with... Well, obvious one. I'll go, I'll go with Time Splitters. Nice. Yeah. I've never heard you mention that before. Never. Oh, really? No. Doesn't rate Time In all the years that I've known you, never mentioned the, Time first Splitters. First time everything, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess Time Splitters is hopefully going to be making a comeback soon, but, uh, you know, uh, there's no confirmation yet. But uh, for those who don't know, Time Splitters was a, a first-person shooter series. Uh, that had some pretty cool campaigns and some even better multiplayer. I know that a uh, bunch of people at World played are big fans. I don't know if has anyone else here played it. Yeah. And did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was great. I even loved number two as well. Yeah, two's the best, mate. Yeah. Good boy. Not number three, like Karen <laughs> tries to brainwash you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they, I mean, yeah, that, that was uh, by Free Radical, who... Finally, uh, did Haze, and then after Haze, they uh, became uh, Crytek UK and developed what would end up being Homefront the Revolution. <laughs> so shout out to Homefront. Did they do? Um, did they do Second Sight as well? Uh, they did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that yeah. game was w- wicked. Yeah. So, so they when they were uh, under Crytek, they Crytek bought the rights for uh, um, Time Splitters and that. And then uh, when uh, Crytek UK or when Crytek ran into troubles, they uh, they sold Crytek UK uh, to Deep Silver, who then turned it into Damp Buses and and they sold the um, Homefront uh, franchise, but they kept Time Splitters. And recently, uh, THQ, Nordique and uh, Kosh Media have acquired Time Splitters IP and Second Sight from Crytek, so hopefully that means we'll get a new game soon. I really, I do, I really think that uh, perhaps we we would get like a um, a HD trilogy announcement at E3, but not to be. Maybe uh, Gamescom. Maybe. Maybe they only remaster number three. Hmm. <sighs> 
Dylan, yours. Yes. Um, all right. Mine's a bit of a meme in the sense that it's never going to happen, but Half-Life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit rough. Um, yeah, really like all the Half-Life games. I mean, one and two also, mainly, obviously. Uh, I mean, there's, there's spin-offs in that. Come on, mate. Yeah, there's nah, mate. So you want a new you want a new spin-off, is that what you're saying? I mean give me episode three. <laughs> which won't happen, of course. Give me Half Life Three, which also won't happen. But it is a franchise I would like to see come back because those you know just the way the source engine like felt and feels even now, even though it's the dated as hell, I just want to play another like I mean, fifteen hour game in that environment. I mean, source powers Titanfall and Apex Legends. Oh, Source is so lovely. It's so good. Have you played Titanfall 2 yet, Dylan? No, nah, did you hear me on the podcast say the other day I that did, it was still sitting yeah. there? And then you yeah. s- it was in your backlog, but you got to play it, mate. It's so good. Oh, man. I should have made that one of my, um, I think one you of tried my pleasures. To, I was going to. I considered it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like four hours long, mate. Yeah, you made me play the entire fucking shorter than Uncharted <laughs> franchise instead. <laughs> oh. How good. Um, no, that's fair. Would you, if if Val come out and said, "Look, we want to do Half Life 3, yep. but instead of uh, Morgan Freeman or whoever that that main guy is, Gordon Freeman, yep. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman. <laughs> it's going to be Big Gabe. He's going to be taking over <laughs> lead role. Would you still get around it? So long as like when we're playing in first person shooter, I can like see his gut. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, you yeah, shoot discounted Steam games at people. <laughs> yeah, you shoot like the green, like little like banners for like the sales like markings. Yeah, yeah. like twenty percent off, bang, fifty percent off, bang, and, and and the big bad guy is epic. Yes, I'll allow it. And they like they're holding all like these um all like the studios they've killed in cages. Like this <laughs> and the head crab is just G two A accounts. Yes, <laughs> love part uh, stolen game keys. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Half Life game for um. People fly on the weekends or whatever they do. People yeah. fly fortnightly. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. I uh, what's it called? People fly, people fly occasion- occasionally. Oh, okay. Is it's it the same thing? Yeah. yeah. People fly occasionally. They're actually nice. called people can fly, but yeah, I think. Uh, Edward, third one. Oh, it's me again. I am. Um, I had a third one written down, but then I thought of another one when you were talking, and so I've changed it. And. Are we going to do honourable mentions? Because there's so many that I want to we talk are. about. We, we are. Uh, the one that I changed it to was The Suffering. Did any of you guys ever play The Suffering? Mm, I have. I, play, I played The Suffering. Yes. I love The Suffering. And now that we're not getting any Silent Hills games, like it's perfect time for this to come back. So The Suffering is a survival horror game that's set in a prison. And all of the monsters are essentially forms of like the... Uh, ways that they execute people in prison. So there's like a hanging monster, there's a shooting monster, there's a lethal injection monster, etc. And you play as a guy who's been accused of murder or he did murder someone and he's on death row and then something happens and uh, prison gets taken over by an evil force and you have to escape and live. And it feels very much like a Silent Hill kind of inspired game. So I'm all about it. Bring it back. You know what's interesting about this game is I'm just I just had a bit of a Google of it, but one of the designers that comes up, uh, Richard Rouse Three, we actually interviewed him recently. 
Oh, really? Um, yeah, for, you know, when Azza in, uh, put up the interview slash preview. Actually, no, it was just the the interview for the church in the darkness. Oh, yeah, nice. That was actually him. So he's actually designing that game now. Cool. Yeah, they and did. He a, worked on, yeah. They did a sequel as well, but I think I only played maybe like an hour of that and then uh, had to return it to Video Easy. How good was Video Easy? Shout out to Video Easy. <laughs> Pour a, 40 out, pour a 40 out on the side of the road for video easy. <laughs> uh, Jordan. All right. Three. My third one is Wipeout. Oh, as his favorite. Yeah, that counts, yeah. I'll, it I'll does allow. count because it, it hasn't had a new release. It just had the three games from last generation remastered. Yeah. And it was a bit sad because Studio Liverpool got closed down and they were awesome and all the really cool like English developers that Sony had are gone, but... I love Wipeout, man. It's just so fun. It's awesome. It yeah. is so good. And that, that remaster is so good. Um, but Who reviewed it? I, you I did. Didn't I? You did. Yeah. What did I get? I, was, I think like you nine, gave like... Didn't I? I think it was like eight or nine, yeah. Um, I'm sure I gave it nine because Wipeout's the tits. It is the tits. Uh, better than F-Zero. But, um, What's your favorite yeah. Wipeout? Ooh, it's either a toss between 2048, the Vita one, or I forgot what the first one was called. Fuck, I forgot what the first Isn't one was called. Isn't it just called Wipeout? Yeah, it's just called Wipeout, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so, there's yeah. so many Wipeouts with different names. It's, yeah, called, it's, it's called Just Called Wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it might have the you know, OG Wipeout of 2048, just because the tracks in 2048, like the actual yeah, you awesome. know, races you do, they're really well designed. That Those ones in the sky where there's no barrier on the sides, oh, so brutal. Um, Did you um, always do the cheat to get the Piranha ship? Nope. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> He's not a loser. Yeah, you should be a loser. <laughs> Truth um, be told, I, I didn't learn that there was a cheat for the piranha ships until much later. Until, you know, yeah. I'd already unlocked them. So, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> um, I remember yeah, play, like, when I first got my... That was one of the first games I got with my PlayStation. It was that. Abe's Odyssey. Oh, I can't remember. But yeah, that's like yeah, one of the very first games and I flogged it massively. I could get through every track without touching the sides. That's pretty impressive. Oh, I can was... get through every track with touching every side. Nice. Is that your pickup line? Is that how you got your lady? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. Believe, like, it or, believe it or not, it doesn't work. You want to yeah. wipe out? I don't even touch the sides. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's and then she's just asking for you to put a ring on it at that point. Basically. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, it'd be awesome to see how another studio would take it. All right. Question without notice, if they were like, all right, when you wipe out, who would you want to develop it? It can't be a studio that's defunct. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, Ooh. I think, honestly, Guerrilla Games might be the best for it because a lot of the people that worked on 2048 with uh, Studio Cambridge, I think it was Cambridge, no, uh, Studio Liverpool, um, they a lot of them went on to uh, Gorilla Cambridge, uh, so you'd have quite a, a bunch of the talent that made the later ones in that team. Uh, another studio would be Bluepoint. Is it Bluepoint? Yeah. The guys that did the uh, don't they Shadow do all the remasters? Yeah. yeah, but they can re- you know they can actually do something original. Fair enough. All right. Uh, uh, no, it's me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so number three, and this is probably number one on my list, but I thought I'd keep it for the you know, for the end. 
should be uh, fairly predictable. It's Dino Crisis. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Parasite Eve. That's some of my... Um, uh, don't argue. No, not don't argue. What's the don't for? Uh, my honourable <laughs> mentions. <laughs> wow, we're doing don't argue. <laughs> Righto, danger. <laughs> Dusty. Um, yeah, so Dino Crisis would be uh, definitely a game I'd love to see back. And I was really hoping, as per our discussion about E3, that it would come back this year, uh, based on some of the rumours. But nothing as of yet. But I'm, I'm sure they've... Uh, that Capcom have got plans to uh, bring it back at, at you some watch. point. They, they're going to remake the Resident Evil 2 remake. <laughs> I'd still play I it. So. Um, yeah, no, it's probably... It'd be my top five games of all time, the first Dino Crisis. It's pretty much uh, old school Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs instead of with zombies, and it's done by uh, Shinji Mikami and by Capcom. First, uh, that game first came out in 99, which is actually earlier, uh, sorry, yeah, but it's newer than what I thought, for some reason I thought it was a little bit, little bit older than that, and then they had the uh, the glorious Dino Crisis 3 in space <laughs> for the Xbox, so which good. sucked, and basically killed the franchise, Best but one. we've had nothing since then, turn it up. You know, um, Shinji Mikami, I was reading today because I was looking at old games to try and get a list together, and Shinji Mikami developed... Goof Troop on the SNES, Mad Dog, which was the uh, the goofy the goofy game basically, where you play as Goofy and his son Max, and you go around solving puzzles and shit. It was awesome. I loved it, and I had no idea that Shinji Mikami did it. I've uh, never played it. I've never that was that it, was his inspiration. Yeah. yeah, he went on to Resident Evil after that, so I guess he just um, hated Disney. Has <laughs> anyone else here played Dino Crisis? Yeah, no. What? Was that like someone saying yes and someone saying no at the same yeah, time? Yeah, Dylan said no, I said yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought so. I was like, <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Ed? Loved it. Loved it. Can't get enough of it. And uh, Parasite Eve as well was great. I, don't know, I think that was yeah. different, different team. Big shout out to uh, KV because um, my copy of Dino Crisis on the PS1 stopped working and he sent me his version of it. Oh, so nice. shout out. Did, did shout he out. hand draw a cover for you too? <laughs> No, but he did leave a. Uh... Never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Raunchy for the uh, podcast. Dylan, number four. Yo, uh, I mean three, number three sorry. for me, champ. Yeah. Come on. Sorry. Uh, you do, right, mate. You do talk a lot. Yeah, fair. I do not. Um, Earthbound. <laughs> what? Earthbound. It's also a bit of a meme because it probably will never happen either. But have you never um, heard of Earthbound, Zach? Yeah, come on, dude. I type in Earthbound and Mother comes up. Yeah, that's, that's what exactly it. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never heard this before. Oh, yes, I've, I've yeah, not, yeah, I know I've... the um the artwork. Yeah, okay. I've never I've never played it though. Yeah, they're basically just uh, RPGs, JRPGs. Um, bit quirky in that, but not really much more to say again because it's not very likely, but. I would like to see, you know, one of them on the Switch. I don't know what they'd do with the art style, whether or not they'd keep it, you know, pixelated again or, you know, do what they were going to do with the N64 idea and, you know, make a 3D mother game. But, yeah, it's one that I wish to see but don't think I'm going to see. So, so, yeah. I've never played an Earthbound game. Is it kind of like Undertale? Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you like Undertale, then 
you may like um, Earthbound. Cool. Nice. Yes. All right, let's go into some honourable mentions. Uh, we, won't, we won't go in too much detail about these ones, but Ed, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Do you want me to just do my the list of what I've got left? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Sukaden, which is a JRPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, last game came out in 2006. They did a whole bunch of spin-offs on like the Vita and stuff. It's very similar to Final Fantasy in the way that it plays, like the early Final Fantasies. But you, well, at least the one that I played, which I think was the first one, you can walk around and recruit people to join your castle and then they help you out in the final battle, which is pretty dope. Uh, the next game was Prince of Persia. Uh, I love the Sands of Time and uh, I think it's the Two Thrones and then I can't remember what the third oh, one was man. called. No, no, no. It's Sands of Time, Warriors Within, Two Thrones. That's the one, yeah. And then, but they also did the the uh, kind of reboot in two thousand eight, which was also awesome. Where you got the claw and that cool scarf. So I reckon if they brought that back in any kind of way, which I don't think they will, because a lot of the elements from Prince of Persia are used in Assassin's Creed these days. But it'd be really yeah. cool if they did. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, they made a sequel after Two Thrones that was just garbage. Yeah, it was called. I think it was called Forgotten Sands. And it was like forgotten a forgotten game. That's what it is. It was like a pre sequel or something. I don't know. Um, and then the other one that I had was Advanced Wars. Big shout out to Azok. I know he's a fan of Advanced Wars. Uh, it's a great kind of uh, turn based strategy game that was on the Game Boy Advance and the DS. I haven't had a release in a while, so that'd be really cool to see something like that on the Switch. I'm pretty sure and... we established it's going to be Advanced Wars Warriors. Oh no! <laughs> I was going to mention that I played Fire Emblem Warriors earlier, and I was like, "Nah, better not." Um, and then my last one is uh, Diddy Kong Racing because yes. that game was insane, and I love it, and it's got to come back. Bring it back, better, way Surely. better than Mario Kart, hands down. Yes, definitely better than Mario Kart sixty four back then. Yeah, yep, and that's it for me. Cool, nice. Jordan? Uh, so the only one, Jordan. I can only think of a couple. Uh, Castlevania, for one. Nice. And Metroid. Not Metroid Prime, Metroid. Because Metroid and Metroid Prime are two very different things. Are we not? Are we not oh, yeah, you wouldn't count <clears throat> Samus Returns because remake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to see those come back. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why Konami is leaving Castlevania dead, because I'd rather make pachinko machines. But I don't know why Nintendo just ignores Metroid so hard. It's kind of sad. a Castlevania pachinko machine? No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I was, I was so close to playing the Metal Gear Solid pachinko game just to watch the uh, cutscenes. Cut <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are nice. so good. Oh, also, I meant to call out, sorry to interrupt you. Which I'm going to dog on you all. Metal Gear Solid Five is a fucking great game. All right. So, yes. Uh, we'll not. Yes. Hear it. We'll not hear it. I was uh, quite upset when they went ham on it. Yeah. Look, I haven't finished it, so I can't go. Look, I'm, I'm more or less say... happy we've even played it. I can't not... say I hate it too much, but number four was just. No, number four was I... great as well. Look, no, give, I'm give it, I'm not saying it. Five is a bad game. I'm saying the open world is terrible and useless. Uh, five is not a good game. <laughs> No, because the actual gameplay and the mission structure is fine. Mate, you said you give it like a five. Like yeah, because you the like open world is that bad. 
Yeah, you can't go back on that. You said that like a week ago. <laughs> All right, I'll give it a three. That's his. Uh, that's his next gaming review regret. Is just that he regrets yeah. regretting the one before. Yeah, I should have regretted it even more. All right, so my little uh, honorable mentions is that I got uh, NHL Rock the Rink, which was it's a, I guess a little standalone three v three ice hockey game where it's sort of played in like. Uh, for lack of a better term, like uh, barn rinks or like real um, like country style rinks and stuff uh, in some cases. And there's like, yeah, so you, you play as like teams called like, I don't know, the Grenades and the Dog Blankets or something. And um, <laughs> Sounds fun. And yeah, like, yeah, it's just about smashing dudes as hard as you can, you know, scoring heaps of goals and it's, it's you know, heaps of fun. It's, you know, it's just a very, very di- different to... The normal games, and I was ho- hoping that maybe they'd uh, throw it in as a bonus mode at some point. Uh, Can I just years, say, but... I used to love looking at all the NHL games on like the older consoles in the game store because yeah. you look at them and you turn it, you turn the cover around, and it didn't show any hockey, just so people punching each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's the real highlights. <laughs> yeah, Rock the Rink came out on PS One in uh, two thousand. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, that that would be cool. I uh, also a game called MDK. Yes, yeah, I love MDK. That. Yeah, MDK was awesome. Number one, two, very, very cool. I think it was the third one, maybe I can't remember. But yeah, I'd love to see that one come back. That was that was actually uh, owned by Interplay, um, and they are trying to sell it in. I think it's I think it's Interplay. They're trying to sell it when they were selling off their um, IPs recently or something. You should like buy that. it. Nice. I should buy it. Yeah, then it could become oh. the first game published by Role Play. <clears throat> Just randomly on that, I actually looked at um, a website for trademark stuff, and Road Rash, I think, is actually uh, coming up to being outdated. I think it was Road Rash, or it is outdated. Like, like no one actually owns the trademark for it, or something like that. Yeah, fair. Why are you saying that Just, on the radio, not just going to buy it? Buying it now, yeah. <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> on the wireless. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, other game is uh, Dark Watch. I don't know if anyone's ever played Dark Watch. No. It's a game by Capcom. It's like a it's a first person shooter where you play like you a, love Capcom. I do. I do. I was a Capcom fanboy back in the day, and um, the actual like the Wikipedia says here the game mixes Western horror and steampunk genres. Uh, Your got, favorite? Got, oh fuck! Off. And it's got. <laughs> The character's name is Jericho Cross, which, what a name. Just like, yep. super boss. He's basically a, he's like a cowboy turned vampire. Um, and it was pretty cool. It was pretty well received, I think, as well. Um, I actually even bought the art book for it. Uh, and I got Parasite Eve, Vanquish. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Uh, which I, I, I yeah, I, there's been rumours across the years that that would come back as a Xbox ex- exclusive uh, through Sega or Sega or however. Oh. Also, another Shinji Mikami game. Did you know that? I didn't. I do now. Boy, because that's he was. Uh, I don't know if he directed it. Let me double check that actually. I just want him to return to Goof Troop. He did. Oh, sorry. He, he was one of the. Des- he's one of the lead designers. Uh, and the last on my list was Rapid Racer. Oh yes, uh, what about Porsche Challenge? Uh yeah, I did think about that, but I want, I, I, you know, I don't want to spoil the original. I I intentionally <laughs> left it out just for you. 
Also, I think a game based on just racing Porsches. <laughs> kind of shit nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it's Porsche. Uh, and like, and it's just like the same Porsche, just different colours, mate. But now, nah, bring back Porsche Challenge. Yes. Uh, but but ra- Rapid uh, Racer would be sick. Yeah, does anyone else, has anyone else played that? I think maybe. No. So it's basically, imagine Wipeout, but speedboats. Uh, yeah. and, and, and without blowing each other up. And without blowing each other up. So more so like F-Zero, but... It's, yeah, it's basically boats. just a speedboat racer. Yeah. Um, the other game I thought of just quickly um, was a game called Tomba. Does anyone else remember Tomba? Yes. yes. Also known as Tombi as well. In different yeah, I typed in I, I typed in Tombi into the into the Google. Yep. As, as sounded very old man into the Google. <laughs> and uh, and Tomba came up. I was like, I don't remember being called Tomba. I thought it was Tombi. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all on my list. Dylan? Yeah, all right. Well, I only had one more because uh, Edward stole Advance Wars. Yikes. But um, I do, I, yeah, I do have a couple more that I just searched up that I'm, I do think are quite good ideas. Uh, first up, I have the Chrono series. Nice. So Chrono Trigger on the SNES, Chrono Cross on the PS1. Also JRPGs that were excellent. I mean, Chrono Cross is kind of underrated. I'd, I kind of just want one of them games for for the soundtrack again because I tend to listen to the like the soundtracks for those games all the time. Mm-hmm. They're good for studying. Nerd. Uh, next, yeah, sorry, textbook life, you know. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Jet Set Radio. Oh, yeah. yes. That'd be nice. Um, I think, I don't know if they ended up, I don't know if they brought it to the PS4 or anything, but I do remember nah. it came to the PS3 and the Vita and that. Um, also, Ideal, wouldn't mind another one of them. Um, continuing on with wanting Valve to make a game with a three in it, um, Portal Three mm. would be wicked. Um, also, Team Fortress Three, but that's probably not going to happen either. You're asking a lot of Valve to actually develop a game in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Team Fortress like Two still functions enough on its own, but I'd like them to, you know, try and compete with Overwatch a bit more. But you know, that's I'm not going to happen. I'm pretty sure all the like main designers for Gear, not Gearbox, Valve are gone because they're just like, we're yeah. not doing anything. No, they're, they're too busy making Artifact, dude. <laughs> Everyone's favourite card game. Um, lastly, I think I'm going to finish with Skate. Give me Skate 4, please. Yeah, because cool. another Tony Hawk's. Give us a Tony Hawk's Pro Skate. Oh, Tony, Tony Hawk's Pro we Skate got 5 best game. game. So it doesn't count. We got yeah, exactly. True. And it was trash. Yeah, I need, I need a new Skate. Um, you know, PS3 and Xbox 360 gen online games, you know, were still were a thing, obviously, but you could you could have it like a, you know, a live live world skate game, that'd be mint. Mm. But um, yeah, I, that won't happen either. All the games I want are gonna happen. You, you know, Skate but, Three wasn't very popular until like people like PewDiePie started playing it. Skate Three, man, that was fun as hell. Oh, dude, those games are so good. But yeah, no, I think what happened was they had a resurgence. Um, when like PewDiePie and that started playing it again, and then they opened this, they brought the online service back for like a week or whatever, or a couple of weeks. Maybe it's still up. I'm not sure, but they brought the online service back, and everyone was like, "Oh, Skate Four might be coming." They're trying to like bring it up, and then they just never mentioned it again. So, who knows where Skate Four's at? Probably nowhere. But yeah, I think that's probably enough. I also say Jack and Daxter because why not? <laughs> that's it. That's it for me. You sure? I got one more quick one. Go I mean, it. I wanted more. <laughs> uh, Legacy of Kane. 
Oh, yeah. absolutely. Ah, yes, that was a co- is that that's uh, Soul River, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the sequel. There was Legacy of Kane and then the Soul River. Uh, actually, that reminds me of uh, of an article I did uh, eight years ago. Similar type game, but remember Shadow Man? Uh, oh yes, yes. Vaguely. It was made by Acclaim, or all they all they published it. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was very good from memory. Actually, I can't it remember. wasn't. It sure? really wasn't. No, it wasn't. I, I remember it, because I went, to, I went to a retro game store and I saw it on the shelf on the N64 and PlayStation mate, and the, the box art was disgusting. Disgusting. Eight and a half from IGN. Nah, no Only good, mate. Only five from Big Dirty GameSpot, though. Didn't rate There you it. go, yeah. Not a fan. Scum. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> but the true honourable, honourable mention goes to uh, Raven's Cry. What a game. Dude, is Shadow Man on Steam? What? Yeah, is, I was on Steam. Yeah. How much? Seven fifty. <laughs> no, too much. <laughs> okay, how good is Raven's Cry? Oh, mate, so good. Oh, bring it back. All right, let's... Does anyone else have any last ones they want to throw in while we... I mean, there Before is Halo, because we haven't had a proper Halo game since Halo Reach. Shots can't. fired. <laughs> can't, you can't say that. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I just did. All right. Here's a question without notice for you, because I was going to throw this out here. Game from this generation. You only get one. Okay. That you want another one of? Yeah. Ooh. Mine's The Order. Nice. Yeah, right. Of course Good it is. Luck. Would love the order eighteen eighty seven. It was actually tough. I was like, oh, do, do I do I want Quantum Break two? Do I want Rise two? Do I want Homefront three? You know well, yeah, thanks for telling us now while you had time to think <laughs> you, about you, it. You know what, Zach? <laughs> I'll let you guess my one. Sekiro two. No. Trial Night two. Close. Extinction two. Alex no. two. No, yes. that, 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 that's for Zach. <laughs> Sticks three. Sticks three. Yeah. I don't know. Tell me. A sequel to Nier Automata. Yes, Auto Tomato. Um. <laughs> Jordan? Uh, Jordan? Uh... <laughs> oh, okay, I'll have another one then. No, 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 no. Uh, Ed, Ed or Dylan? <clears throat> and yeah, Go for it, like, Ed. <clears throat> the whole point was just so you could think like off the top of your head. Dragon Quest Builders 3. <laughs> oh. You can't do that. No, I'll pay it. Dragon Quest it. Builders 2, 2. Yeah, 2.2. Um, I don't know. I haven't yeah. had a time to think about it from well, this generation. It was meant to be like, a, like impulse. Like... Off I my head it. real quick, a complete Metal Gear Solid 6. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you, you got that in Metal Gear Survive. 5 out of 10. Let's not talk <laughs> about it again. It's not this generation, but it's PS3, and it came out pretty late PS3, but I would love a new Resistance game, like Resistance Fallen Man. Oh, actually, a new Spec Ops Align game would be sick. Yes. Oh, why did nobody say uh, Siphon Filter? Fuck. Because we got Days Gone, mate. Shut up about Days Gone. <laughs> I won't even touch that. Actually, I want, I'm going to change mine from The Order to Days Gone. Da- da- Days Gone too. <laughs> no, you can't. No, I'm not going to change that. No way. Mate, The Order is like made... For me, I would buy that game again. I, I still haven't played it. I'm gonna play it. Bloodborne oh, sequel, probably not a bad idea either. Look, Zach's, yeah, thought, Zach's got the platinum there. for it. For Bloodborne, yeah. Oh yeah, for Bloodborne, yeah. <laughs> no, I couldn't get past the first part. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. I've got the platinum for Bloodborne. I only got to the end of Bloodborne because Jordan was helping me. 
Yeah, I was actually, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, let's talk about some news. There's some juicy news this week. What have we got to kick us off? So, <clears throat> how many of you... Actually, we'll, we'll go with a different one first. Nintendo Switch Lite. Who's keen? Who's not keen? Nah, I don't really care uh, about it, to be honest. I, I think it's a good... Like, it's awesome that it exists. It's just, it's not for me. Because mm. I already have my Switch. So if you've been yeah. living under a rock, uh, Nintendo announced a Switch Lite, which is just a colourful revision of the Nintendo Switch with a little bit... It's The hardware itself is not quite as powerful. Uh, it was... Do you remember what they took out, Jordan? Um, the Rumble, I think. They took out the Rumble and the Joy-Cons don't actually detach anymore, so it's purely handheld. Okay. It doesn't dock, so it's purely yep. a handheld console. So that means games like uh, One Two Switch and all the ones that use that annoying motion control stuff is like their main gimmick. They won't. Really I assume work Labo on might not work as well. Yeah, la- la- uh, the VR yeah. headset, la- la- headset won't might not fit on. Um, yeah. But it's good though because pretty much all the games that won't work with it, they're all shit anyway. So. And they're gonna be flogging it for three hundred and thirty bucks, and it isn't a switch like three hundred and eighty or something. Or three? Yeah, yeah. I I would yes. not be surprised to see that price drop very quickly. Yeah, well, there's already been now, like Harvey's and uh, Amazon are already doing yeah. pretty cheap deals for or cheaper deals for it. Uh, no one's gonna get a a teal, well played brand. Honestly, I'm very switch. tempted because it looks really nice. It's the nicest of the lot. Yeah, the grey's a bit fucking ugly isn't it yeah and then they used the grey for uh pokemon sword and shield nintendo yeah switch light and that one does look kind of nice though really i don't think it looks crap you're the grey no the colored one the special edition oh it it it, it is grey just with a pokemon design on it in a slightly darker grey yeah but it's got a pink joystick and a blue one come on dude (laughs) prioritize man all they need to do is make it red and then just have a pokeball on the back and you're good but nah. Anyway, yeah. It prints money. I'm just going to wait for the uh, Switch Lite Eye and then the 3D <laughs> Switch and then the 2D Switch. The, sw- the Switch Lite Eye XL. <laughs> yeah. All right, in other news, uh, Ubi, has anyone actually heard about this? About I've the... heard a little bit about it right. and it sounds so... very much on track for Ubisoft because they've tried something actually... like this before. I want to have a quick discussion about this just just to see where we um we all sit with something like this. But basically, if you haven't um, heard the news, uh, Watch Dogs Legion has teamed up with uh, Hit Hit Record, which is I think is it Elijah Jason Gordon Levitt. Joseph, yeah, yes, Joseph yeah, Gordon Levitt. Yeah, that guy. Sorry, um, that guy. His company. Oh, well, seeing the guy that Ubisoft worked with, and I know that they worked with. Um, didn't they work with old mate in a, a horror game? Anyway, uh, so for <laughs> Watch Dogs, they've uh, teamed up with Hit Record, which is like a community-based uh, uh, content creation sort of um, program. So basically, uh, in this, Watch Dogs want uh, the community to supply music uh, for the game's soundtrack. Uh, and it's not been very well received. Basically, they... they they being the public have accused uh, Ubisoft of just you know exploiting people's work pretty much. This isn't the first time they tried something like this either. 
No, well, they've actually they're using it in Beyond Good and Evil too, but uh, and that was weird, and that's actually with background artwork or something, isn't it? Yeah, from, I can't like remember that. exactly what it's for. However, <clears throat> on the with the Watchdogs thing, they are people will will be paid, I believe. So if your game, sorry, if your game, if your song makes it into the game, then you actually be, um, you'll receive a small payment. I don't know exactly how much it is. It says, each, each of the songs that hit record commissions and sends to Ubisoft will receive a $2,000 payment split between each of the contributing artists. As with every hit record project, how that is paid is split up. Post online for us, see, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, so people are quite upset that they're sort of exploiting uh, people's work pretty much. They've responded today, uh, or was it yesterday, sorry? Uh, no, t- today. Uh, through the Watchdogs official channel, and just their tweet just says, the Watchdogs Legion audio team worldwide is already working with professional artists and composers on more than 140 licensed songs and an original score in the game. The additional contributions, no matter how large or small, from anyone within the hit record community are completely uh, voluntary, and are meant to give them a chance to have their own creative expressions included in the game. That just sounds like a bunch of bullplop. <laughs> oh no, man! Like you, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a lot of those <clears throat> shitty ass, quote unquote, gaming journalism shitty websites ass. that um that go, oh, we're not going to pay you for your work, even though we can, because it'll give you exposure. It's just a cop out excuse. I but mean, they are I mean, getting paid though. Yeah, they don't get paid. Jordan. They're getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well. Yeah, like, shots fired. I... But we can't pay you though. Zach takes care of us. It's all good. I don't. I don't mind this, to be honest, and I don't mind that they did it with um, uh, Beyond Good and Evil too, because again, like they said, it's it's completely voluntary. So it's not like they're just going on SoundCloud and finding stuff and putting it in, and then being mm. like, "Yeah, we're just giving you exposure." Like this is totally voluntary, and like I work as an editor and animator, so I know about freelance work and people being like, you know, we'll give you exposure and stuff. But being in uh, a game that's going to be probably pretty huge is pretty decent exposure and it's it plus it includes the payment sort of thing and i'm not defending their being like yeah you know they've got to do it uh saying that they're not doing anything kind of shady but i think it's a pretty good opportunity and i actually think it's it's good hit recorder a decent company they they do other stuff that involves contributing artists and stuff like that and you know, a lot of companies, uh, sorry, a lot of artists do work collaborative, collaboratively with other artists. You know, if there's animators, they'll often team up with uh, music producers to do little like demo reels and stuff and then help promote each other. And so I don't think it's totally, totally shady. Um, and I actually think it's pretty cool. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but... I- I'm actually, I'm with you. I agree. I, I don't quite get um, the outroar. To be honest, uh, like, I, I don't, I don't understand why people are, vi- uh, you know, they're so upset. Like, I, you know, sure, m- when, maybe it's when you factor in how long and arduous it can be to write stuff like that, and how little they'll actually be paid for their work. It's kind of a slap in the face. But this yeah, is, but yet but, again, as sorry, you go, you go, sorry. Well, bad. yeah, like like as Jordan, I mean, it has to keep, keep mucking people's names. As Ed said, it's it's you know, it's well, as the, they said, it's voluntary. You know, no, that's what I was going to say. And they're just saying that if you want to have a crack at having your uh, song in the game, then here's your chance. You know, and, and for someone who 
uh, like dabbles in well you know, I used to do like a, like a lot of music writing and stuff like that I haven't done in the in the past few few years but like this would be like something that I would definitely do yeah the, the idea like, don't get me wrong the idea is really cool it's just I feel like they could go about it a bit better but ha- but but how because like they have said that like that, that they are working with actual artists and composers and they are going to be using it's it's not like they're buying a cheap soundtrack because no, I think no, that that's yeah. what I think I think that's what people were upset about is that it it seemed like that perhaps they were going to be instead of going out and um, you know paying actual composers and stuff they're just getting cheap uh, cheap audio well work. they are because all the work that's getting put into the rest of the soundtrack that's all got royalties the other the this hit record stuff won't have royalties it's just a very small lump payment and that's what you think is bad that they don't they don't have royalties yeah pretty much if they're going to continually get money off of someone else's work that person who put that uh, that time into that work at least deserves some recompense over time in form of royalties. yeah but it's kind of like you know you look at um you know say youtubers and game streamers and stuff they'll often buy royalty-free music from royalty-free music websites so they'll pay an initial cost let's say a hundred bucks or whatever and then be able to use that music with no royalties and that doesn't that doesn't mean that that artist isn't than getting any kind of contribution like yeah, obviously but the difference you... is that there are multiple purchases of that not just one payment yeah but this i i don't know like, this would this seems like it'll get quite confusing if you got multiple different bunch of people like how do you dictate what percentage of royalties you know this composer gets like you know if if your song's in the game for 30 seconds what do you do? You get what, like half a percent, like hundred percent of the earnings. You just get all all, all the earnings. <laughs> I get all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, even if nah. it's even if it was a really small amount, in the long run, royalties would go a lot further for those people than just a single payment. But it's, uh, but it. Uh, I'm trying it to would be <laughs> difficult to do. Yes. But it's an invitation, though. Like, like, like they're inviting you. If if you want to, you can submit your music. I I think it's different. I don't think if I did this, I I wouldn't be upset that I wasn't getting royalties for the game. Personally, like that's just me personally. Yeah, it would probably yeah, like seem a little less shady if you know the set the quote unquote prize pool was you know a bit larger because you know they said what two grand for the whole thing. No, no, that's per song, mate. I'm pretty sure. That, that's still not much when you factor in that. What all it takes is twenty copies in Australia to get make two grand. Okay, I'll throw this to you then. What if you okay you you go oh well, fuck you Ubisoft. I'm not going to go give you that for two grand. My songs are worth X amount, and you put your album up on SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud on Spotify, and it gets a hundred thousand spins, and you make like sixteen bucks. I would never put my music on Spotify. <laughs> well, um, that was just you know as an example. Like there, terrible there example. I never of... put my music on Spotify. But you know that is uh, another yeah, no, no, service. I, I I get what you're getting at. It's just yeah, it's it's like like two grand is that's not yeah two, two grand isn't exactly bad. But once again, when you factor in how much that this game is going to sell, how much they're going to earn off of this, two grand is nothing in comparison. Mm, no, you've no. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's 
the argument is that it's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, like you know, they're getting they're getting something for their effort. They're you know they they might even just do it for fun. You know, I mean, I assume you know someone's probably not going to do it for fun per se, it, but you know, someone might just do it as a passion project. Yeah, and it also means that you know if they they can approach other game development companies and be like, hey, I've had work that's been featured in Watch Dogs. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like that's the kind of exposure that you're getting from it. So it's although you know that word is a dirty word, exposure. It like it is going to be, work. it's going to look good on the resume to be like, hey, so, you know, I worked with Hit Record and I got my song in a Watch Dogs game. And like, for like another thing for me is that they, like, they're at least offering the community a chance to actually contribute to the game. Yeah. Like how many, yeah. like, like how many other publishers or developers have done that? Did you look streams? Like, I don't know who's that. That's the Warframe devs. They let the community design skins for all the characters, and they give every sale for that skin because you don't do it with a premium currency; you do it with actual money. Every sale for that skin, I think, like sixty percent of it or something, goes to the actual artist. Who buys skins in Warframe? Nobody. Me. Anyway, um, but like <laughs> Jordan does. Yeah. You know, do you, do you see Sony going? Oh, hey, we want to team up with Hit Record, and you can make a song for The Last of Us or Activision for COD. Activision just hits no, up don't. focus groups for COD. Anyway, let's move on. I think it's... Uh, is it 3 to 1 with Jordan? Yeah. I'm just going to, you know... <laughs> yeah. No, like I was just... That, that wasn't like a rubbing in. That was just a curious... Such like a rubbing in. I'm going to leave the <laughs> podcast forever. Uh, Moral victory. All right. Uh, another one I saw this week... Um, <clears throat> which might be of interest to you, Jordan, and possibly you, Ed, because I think you might have played The Division, yeah? I did, yeah. Uh, they... Hang on, sorry, I just got to pop up there. The Division director has floated the idea of a single-player narrative-driven game. See, I'm... Would you play that? I'm iffy on that because The Division 1 and The Division 2 both had terrible stories. Um, I don't really think that they can do a lot, and... To be perfectly honest, as much as I enjoy The Division 2, the world of The Division just isn't that intriguing. We already mm. have The Last of Us, which is a better version, pretty much. You know, the whole, the whole post-apocalypse thing, you know, but... No, I think it's what we need. Another post-apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck some zombies in there, because why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Jordan. Like, I love The Division 1 and The Division 2. And I, although it is a multiplayer game, like, I pretty much played both campaigns um solo and although it would give them the opportunity to put more of an effort into it i i just i'm kind of over that that kind of america is at war with itself narrative and i just don't see what they do that would have the kind of emotional impact of something see, like what, the last what would be a really cool way to do it is if you played in the you played in the perspective of the people that actually set out the virus through the currency through the dollar bills and everything mm. if you played like if you that was from that perspective that would be really cool where you play the bad guy yeah i want a game I, there's not enough games where you play as the bad guy i really want a game where you play as the bad guy spec ops yeah, yeah. debatably the bad guy yeah yeah payday raid <laughs> raid world war Two. <laughs> zachary's favorite oh, i hated that fucking game uh, yeah, I don't think it's necessary. If they did do it, I would maybe pick it up and play it, but it's not something that I'm crying out for. Yeah, no, I haven't, yeah, I haven't played either of them. 
division really? games. No, nah. not at all. No, nah. and I mean, but if you have no friends, yes, yeah, basically, um, yeah, uh, no. Anyhow, I probably, I'd if it, you know, if it was decent, thank you. If it was decent, um, you know, narrative wise, because obviously Jordan said that the the narratives are a bit shoddy. Um, if it was, you know, a decent narrative, I'd probably jump in and give it a go. But I'm not really dying for a single player. I think I think the biggest issue with just saying that, like with them saying this, is the biggest reason you play the division is the core gameplay loop. When you take that out of the equation, there's not really anything. You know what would make it a little bit difficult though is that the division comes across as a bit of a politically focused game, somewhat. No, 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 no. no. Ubisoft the... said it is not a political game. Yeah, or well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know. Their games aren't political at all, so if they're going to put more effort into the story, it makes it a little bit hard if they're not going to be, you know, politically charged at all. Mm. Yeah, unless you play as Donald Trump. Huge. What? Just my Donald Trump voice. <laughs> oh. Um, Jordan. <clears throat> news about here about the horror game which I actually did read about this earlier as well yeah. uh, that's um, Devotion yeah 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 so basically what happened yeah. was there was like a meme or something in the game which referred to like so what, a, was it like a, a Winnie the Pooh meme regarding the yeah so the Chi the Chinese Chinese Chi, Chinese is it a premier or is it a prime minister I can't remember uh, well, wouldn't be a premier that's dumb isn't it just a Chinese Mental. leader president uh, yeah so there, there there's a reference to him in the game and it's like a poster and it's like, yeah, Winnie the, it's like Winnie the Pooh, something moron or something like yeah. that, it says. Um, and yeah, Chinese players found it and within days, like the, uh, the Chinese government had like, they'd like taken action against the public. It could be, so what, well, so what, happened, what, what game, happened? The game's was... developer, Red Candle, Red Candles, or Red Candlelight or something, what it's called. Uh, they're like based Taiwan in, or something? Yeah, so they're in Taiwan, but the game, yeah. but the publisher is actually in China. So they got sanctioned by the Chinese government, the publisher did, and then the publisher uh, severed ties with the developer, and they'll come out and said that, that they don't think the game will ever, or they can't see it coming, coming back to Steam in the foreseeable future. It's a shame, because from everything that I can read about it, it is a really good horror game. Yeah, I wanted to check it out, but it was it was gone by the time I even yeah realized like what it was. I guess that's what happens when someone gets offended by being compared to a bear that likes honey. <laughs> I saw a trailer for it. I mean, not a trailer. Sorry, I saw a video this morning about um this whole you know thing about how it had been given a nine point eight. I think IGMA have given it something like that. Yep. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, apparently it was. Yeah, everyone across the board was saying it was mint, and I was like, oh, well, fuck, I wish I'd actually played this because I'm dying for more excellent horror games to play. Mm. Laser and, um, too. Zach, I will play Soma this week, I promise. You haven't played it yet? No, because I've been gushing over Fire Emblem. I haven't played Soma either. I'm going to play it too. Yeah. Yeah. Keep saying I'm going to, and I never do. That's just disgusting. Sorry. You both fired. <laughs> Yes. And rehide. Uh, yeah. Other bit of news. Uh, Jordan, you want to go these yeah, last two? This, this next one is pretty funny. So uh, there's a bootleg Pokemon game for, I 
think it's iOS and Android coming out called uh, Let's Go Pokemon Mobile. Uh, obviously, it's not legitimate. Um, and basically, a trailer came out about it, and it used some of the animations from the game Pokemon Tournament. Uh, have you? Are any of you played that? Yeah, I played it. Yeah, so you'd you'd know that in comparison to the mainland Pokemon games, Pokemon Tournament has some like really intricate and detailed animations, you know, mm. to communicate all the different moves and everything. Basically, what happened was there's been this whole backlash about how Game Freak were like, we're not including every Pokemon in Sword and Shield because we would need to do all these individual animations, and people have just been looking at the animations for the fights without factoring into all the other animations that go into a game because that's what people do. Um, and they've been using this trailer as a way to go see Game Freak are full of shit. Why can these, you know, unofficial people make these awesome animations? Like there's a quote here going, uh, if I can find it, it is like uh, something, uh, oh, Blastoise just shot out of its cannons. And, you know, for people that play the mainline Pokemon games, all of Blastoise's water-based movies shoot out of its forehead for some reason. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so... Why not? <laughs> so people have been using this as a platform to attack Game Freak, because, once again, that's what people do. Um, and, you know, they don't factor in that a lot of the assets and the uh, the animations are ripped from, you know, official games. Uh, and it's also failing to factor in that this, you know, bootleg game... Also, it doesn't include every Pokemon. Um, and yeah, it, it's just... It's a really funny situation. I just... Some people are whack. Fair cool. Cool. And the other bit of news you got there is... Yeah. Is the fan-made... <laughs> the fan-made RE3 remaster. Yeah, so... So, for those of you who don't know, I wasn't really a huge fan of Resident Evil 3. But, you know, if they ever bring it back, I'll definitely... Definitely better than Play Dino it. Crisis. Um, so it looks like there's a fan remake in the works. No, not found? a remake. Um, it is more... The easiest way to describe it would be a texture pack. <clears throat> uh, oh, sorry. So the way it works is you... Uh, it, it works off of the Dolphin emulator. It's the same emulator I used for... Um, when I played Twilight Princess recently. Uh, yes. And basically the way that emulator works is people can create texture packs and stuff uh to increase the resolution and the graphical fidelity of a game um and that's more or less what's happening here and there are bulk uh yeah uh, the most of the work is being handled by machine learning which helps just upscale all the textures and everything but i think there's a handful of people like four or five people that are you know taking the time to make sure it works as well as possible uh not everything is being upscaled i think it's the inventory screens or menus or whatever uh, they just can't be upscaled with the technology they're using and the amount of te- uh, time and effort it takes to fix all that is just way too high for a free project. Um, but it looks cool. Um, it's weird be- that Resident Evil 3 is the outlier because Capcom have been going hard with pretty much every other Resident Evil game under the sun. Um, I reckon they, they just need to do something else. For a while, yeah. which brings me back because I was waiting <clears throat> for Ed to bring it up. He never did though. So was... Oni Mushu, mate. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about. That. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey Zach, you know what they should bring back? Don't do it. Onimusha. 
Yeah, so that that would have probably been my uh, number one game to to bring back. But we did talk about it earlier today, so we ruled it out of contention for our three lists. But yeah, that would definitely be the one game that I would want to see come back. Yeah, me too. Well, just play Sekiro. Okay. <laughs> nah, it's not, it's it's different, mate. I know it's different, but it's just yeah. as good. Sekiro it's is better. Hard. Is it though? Yes. Do you have a sweet demon soul catcher where you can suck up souls like a bloody Hoover? You can suck up items like a Hoover. <laughs> Actually, you can, yeah, and you you suck up the enemy's <clears throat> souls pretty much. Damn it! I should know because I've played. I've played it briefly before you lock me out. I can, I can make it so you can play again if you promise to play it. Nah, one day, one day. Cool. <clears throat> All right. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. This cold is a bit nasty. Has anyone got any off-topic sort of chatter they want to bring up? Anything they've seen or heard? Eaten? I finally caught up on the Netflix series Good Girls. Ugh, never heard of it. Sounds terrible. Is it good? Oh, it's not too bad. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty much about these three mothers that resort to pretty much money laundering and counter- oh, counterfeiting yes, and everything. This. And it's it it gets surprisingly good the further on it goes. Huh. And I remember hating the first season because they left it off in like the biggest cliffhanger, but the second season ties it up nicely. While also having a cliffhanger at the same time, but not as big a one as for the first season. Cool. Yeah, how many, boy. Uh, how many good girls out of 10 would you give it? Well, there's only three of them, so I guess three out of 10. Wow. <laughs> average. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll give it probably a <clears throat> solid seven or eight. Nice. That's a lot of good girls. Huge amount of good girls. Um, <laughs> is anyone going to go see The Lion King? Yes, tomorrow. Really? Yeah. S- yep, mate, that's it. That early? Early, yeah. se- early sesh, mate? Yeah, well, like I said, like I say every week, I used to never go to the movies, and then now I go you to the movies there. every week. Yeah. yeah. Ed, I'm pretty sure Dylan's going for your role here as the moviegoer. Yeah, that's fine. No, definitely not. I haven't been in the movies well, in so no. long. Actually, no, that's this a lie. I went and saw Spider-Man. determine who the biggest moviegoer is. Do you get a uh, chock top? Yes. No, because I eat clean at the moment. You can't go to the movies. I went to the, I went to, I went to the movies the other day and ate Ed nothing. He, he would only get a chock top if he had coffee. Horrendous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get me around a cough, a mocha chock top. How good is a chock top? Chock me chock top. Oh, they're... They're all pretty good, dude. No. Take me back. They're not. Only ch- not only boysenberry. boysenberry. You know what the best part about a choc top is? The refrigerator yeah, the chocolate. the boysenberry. I used to, oh, I used to work for a cinema, and choc tops cost about three cents to make, and they charge like $4.50 for them. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. It's highway Was that robbery. in WA? Yeah, in WA. In Rockingham, mate. Which, oh, Rocco. Love that. Good old Rocco. Regional as. Rocco is modern life. So the reviews for Lion King haven't been great. Uh, all I've heard is that it's apparently safe. It's just like it relies more on nostalgia more than actual. Yeah, but isn't that what, know, like, what like what they're all doing? Like with those Disney live actions. No, I mean, no, yeah, I haven't. Not, when, not with Little Mermaid. Have you seen all the people <clears throat> that are being upset that Halle Berry is playing the Little Mermaid? It's not Halle uh, Berry though. I've... Well, yeah, what? It's not, it's not what? It's not. Oh, it's, 
What? I read Come somewhere there was Halle Berry. Oh, whatever. No, you're I a fiend. I don't care about you, Little Mermaid. You've been reading the Gamers Den. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> He's been sniffing glue the whole podcast. <laughs> it's, it's Halle Bailey. Oh, um, Halle Bailey, whatever. Close. I was close. From X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> they also announced that there's... I haven't read the article, but I've only sort of seen like the, the headline, but there's going to be a... Black female 007 or something, or some sort of form of 007 yeah. in the new film. I, I I don't know what it's really about yet, but I saw people getting getting upset. Yeah, I think it's um they've just they've cast Lashana Lynch, uh, who was in Captain Marvel, um, mm. as the new 007, but it's not apparently it's not James Bond. Like it's because obviously 007 is a code name. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. So she's playing 007, but it's not James oh, Bond. Yeah. So, but that's yet to be confirmed and stuff. But I, it's really cool. She's a great actress, and I think she'll. I think it's about time we've had a change in Bond 007. Bond, who would you who would you give Bond to? If my initial choice was Idris Elba, I would love to have seen Idris yeah. Elba as James Bond. But I'm just as excited about Lashana Lynch. So bring it on. Do you think that um, they would transform the whole... Well, not transform, that's the wrong word, but would they recast the whole character as a female? Um, I mean, they've done it in the past. Uh, they had... M was a, a guy, like M, who's the leader of MI6 as a guy, and then oh, really? M was then Judy Dench, a female, <clears throat> and then went back no, to... Um, uh, but a I guy. mean, as actual James Bond, though, like the main... Uh, you know, the main guy yeah or person sorry well that's what Lashana Lynch is playing 007 so like she will be the main focus do you mean like Jane Bond I guess or? what do you mean yeah I, I guess yeah I guess that, that that's well, a, I think what he's asking is do you think they will rewrite Jane's Bond to be a female yeah that, that's pretty much what I was what I meant yeah so because I assume this 007 with uh, I can't remember the name you said Lashana um, Lynch, but with the but with the female character, mm. uh, that's I guess uh, some sort of spin-off sort of. No, it's film? it's the Is same. It? No. It's in the or same franchise. Sure? Like it's a it's because the whole thing with, well, it's never really explained in the James Bond movies as to why it's played by a different actor all the time. So because you know it's been around since the what sixties seventies, yeah. um, and so it's never really explained why it changes so much. So I don't think they need to be like, oh, this is now a different person who's, you know, it's a spin-off or a, a spiritual successor or whatever. Like, they could just as easily make her bond and not really change anything else. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Dylan, who would you go as bond? Oh, I'm not, like, qualified to answer that. I, I thought, you'd seen, be, seen I thought you've seen like it would be one of his galore. textbooks. <laughs> What's one of the films you've seen recently? Uh, I saw Spider Man. I saw Toy Story, and that's basically it. I watched right, a bit Tom, of Tom Harris. Harris. on Netflix. So. Harris. Let's go with Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim Allen, yeah, please. Oh, 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 oh. I'd actually watch that. Tomorrow. I reckon that'd be all right. I love you. I, I just love Tool Time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And on, on that note, that's that's it. Thank you for joining us. If you want to check out all the awesome content, you can go to www.well-played.com.au and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you.
Goodbye, everyone. Ciao. That's Spanish for bye, Zach.